last word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. So just before we hear from Cal Thomas and from Marion McKeown, US correspondent with the Business Post, let's hear Tim Scott, US Senator, make a speech in which he announced his presidential candidacy. But under Joe Biden, our nation is not a nation in decline. But under Joe Biden, we have become a nation in retreat. Retreating from our heritage and our history. Retreating from personal responsibility and hard work. Retreating from strength and security. Even retreating from religious liberty and the worship of God himself. They say... Opportunity in America is a myth, and faith in America is a fraud. But the truth of my life disproves their lies. This is the freest, fairest land where you can go as high as your character and your grit and your talent will take you. I bear witness to that. I testify to that. That's why I'm the candidate the far left fears the most. Okay, Carl Thomas, I believe you have a new political hero. <laughs> well, I've met Tim Scott a couple of times, Matt. He's the real deal. Uh, as two senators from North Dakota have said about him, he's an African-American man. He is a Republican. Uh, he defies a lot of the um, uh, scenario of the Democrats who have enjoyed a uh, almost solid support for many years in their party from the African-American community. He said some wonderful things. He doesn't embrace victimhood, but victory. He's gone from cotton to Congress. I mean, these are all great lines. They're almost Reagan-esque. But the, the bottom line is he only has a 1% to 2% favorability, and the big uh, kahuna in the room is still Donald Trump, who leads every other Republican uh, candidate, uh, current and possibly future, when Ron DeSantis gets in, by double-digit points. And uh, I think this is still a major problem. It's great for Trump. Because the more Republicans who announce, the more they dilute the Republican vote and the better his chances of getting the nomination. Although I still think he has uh, far less of a chance of winning a general election. But do you think that Scott has an opportunity to become the main challenger to Trump and maybe if he was to develop momentum could beat him? Yeah, well, he's got $22 million in his war chest, which is very impressive just starting out. Uh, and he's uh, he's got a, a several million dollar commitment for ads in Iowa, New Hampshire and South Carolina, his home state, uh, where Nikki Haley, of course, uh, is also from former governor. Uh, but anything can happen in politics. I mean, it's still very early. The first debates are not until uh, August. He's very good on his feet. He's very good at ad-libbing. He doesn't have to read uh, things. He quoted scripture yesterday, which uh, is very appealing to the evangelical base in this country. And he's a very attractive man. I'm not just talking physically. I'm talking uh, uh, politically. And so anything can happen and, uh, and probably will between now and the next election. Marion, does he excite you as much as he <laughs> excites Cal? 
Uh, no, frankly, he quite depresses me, <laughs> to be quite honest. Uh, I, you know what? Tim Scott, I've seen him on the floor in the Senate, and I agree with what you say, Cal. He is a guy that uh, he knows how to speak. He's got a winning personality. He's likable, you know, and he's not a rude guy. He's not bellicose. He's not belligerent. But really, that's that's for me where it ends. He would be a fantastic evangelical preacher, and I am sick really sick of people like him, the way they bring religion into politics, the way they put it front and centre, the way he imposes anti-abortion, all his other views on other people and makes it political. You know, as I say, he has his absolute right to his religious beliefs, but there is a form for that and it's not the Senate and it certainly isn't the White House. What do you say to that, Cal? Because, you know, separation of church and state, mm-hmm. that your religious beliefs should not be the key thing that drive you because you're supposed to represent all the people, many of whom do not believe. Well, the secularists, the atheists don't represent all the people. They just represent themselves. But the, the, the founders of this country loaded up their language with religious assertions. And if you don't have a power higher than the federal government to which to appeal uh, for uh, a standard for right and wrong and truth and error, then what is your standard? Public opinion polls or what? Look, I think uh, uh, religion and secularism have both been harmed over the years in American politics. But I would say that, you know, we're talking about imposing things on others. Well, that's what politics is. That's why you have elections. That's why laws are passed, to impose things on others. That's why we have laws against stealing and murder and uh, all kinds of other things. But uh, so I, I think in its proper place and if it appeals to a general audience rather than, uh, you know, some kind of Bible thumping uh, uh, approach, then I think it's perfectly legitimate to bring faith into the community. Your response to that, Marion? <laughs> no, I'm, you know, Cal, I and I hear everything you say, and I I do respect people with their religious beliefs, and I respect his the way he lives his life and all of that. But really, he you know he has spoken about how he will introduce as president the strictest abortion laws ever, but he won't say what they are. He talks about how the left are denying heritage. He needs to look across the the road to Ron DeSantis, who is denying heritage, who is denying black heritage in particular. And when a politician says, they say, who's he talking about? It's like he, he actually lied in his in his campaign launch yesterday, which I found really unimpressive. Uh, he, he said things about Biden that were entirely false. And as I say, when, when a candidate has to go, they say, as some kind of general, they, you know, they're spinning it. So sure, that's I what Trump impressed. does all the time. Trump is always talking about it's, they and the things well, that exactly. they do. And, and, so and he is, wins is, because is of it. Scott. Yeah, but it doesn't make it right, Matt. It it doesn't make it right. On on the contrary, you know, George Bush used to do it as well. He'd pull something out of his head and say, they say, and if you asked, well, who says it? it you know, there isn't any one in particular. It's it's something that suits the purposes of fomenting more division. And I really have no time for it. A callous listener says, Trump has the evangelicals locked in. He got rid of Roe. Now, that's a reference to the Supreme Court getting yeah. rid of Roe versus Wade. But that is something that a large proportion of the electorate seem to attribute to Trump. 
Yeah, you're right, Matt. And we talked about this before, and I'm disgusted by it. I think an awful lot of evangelical Christians uh, who said that character mattered with Bill Clinton now have totally jettisoned character when it comes to uh, Trump. I, I wrote a radio commentary the other day. Look look what he said in the CNN town hall uh, event in New Hampshire. He basically, he didn't basically, he did defend his uh, Hollywood or access Hollywood tape about uh, grabbing women by the private parts. And he said, uh, you know, when you're a star, when you're a big shot, it's been this way for a million years or so. You get to do whatever you want with women. Now, as the husband of a woman and the father of daughters and the grandfather of granddaughters, uh, I'm greatly offended by that. And I'd like to ask some of these evangelical Christians who are in bed, you should pardon the expression, with Trump, how they would feel if Trump came after their wife, their daughter, or their granddaughter. It's the most outrageous thing. Ron DeSantis has expected Marion to file his paperwork for his presidential bid this week, but is he already a busted flush, do you think? And all the stuff that's going on in Florida that he tries to use as a way to promote himself, is that actually backfiring? Uh, you know, Ron DeSantis to me is a pretty terrifying potential candidate. At the moment, he's around 20%. It's not over for him. I cannot see. I think Ron DeSantis is one of these people that the more you see from, the less you like him. And he's not very likable to start out anyway. Uh, but I think that if you look at what he's done in um, in Florida, like the laws, that he, the targeting, but the mind thought, and it, it's so ironic to me that somebody who talks about the, the woke mind virus and he cannot explain what that means because it's essentially meaningless. He is trying to force his thoughts and his views on people through their schools, through their universities and through the law. And his, you know, he has a really pretty belligerent, pretty unpleasant view of what America should be like. He's a white nationalist, basically. And that's all that's to it. And he has tried to erase black history from the, the school books. He's trying to, he's got a problem, a huge problem with diversity, equity and inclusion. Why? What's wrong with any of those things. You know, he goes after trans people in a way that is beyond vindictive. He's a really unpleasant guy. And, uh, you know, I think that he will never take... He's he's running to the right of Trump. He's not going to take Trump's base because Trump's base is a cult. And the Republicans don't understand that. They don't really care about Trump's policies. They love Trump. And, and you know, they, they ain't going to fall in love with DeSantis anytime soon. How much, Cal, of a shock is it to you to find yourself in agreement with Hillary Clinton on something? Uh, well, I certainly would disagree with some of what Marion just said on uh, about DeSantis. He did win his last election by nearly 20 points, so he can't be all bad. No, Hillary Clinton said that age uh, should be a, a consideration uh, for uh, uh, voting for Biden next time. But in the, in the same breath, she said uh, we should reelect him anyway. Uh, but I do think when somebody uh, with the stature of Hillary Clinton says what a lot of other people are saying, including a now very large majority of Democrats who want somebody different, and I would say that a lot of Republicans want somebody different than Trump as well, uh, then that is pretty significant. One final one to you, Marion. Uh, this is one about Fox News, which does one thing on air, but it seems to do another thing entirely behind the scenes, particularly when it comes to transgender issues. Tell us about this, Marion. Yeah, you know, and I actually, I laud Fox completely for this. They have decent workplace policies on, you know, it's a pity that nobody told Tucker Carlson or any of their, their pundits about them, uh, but uh, that they, they do allow employees to use bathrooms that align with their gender identity. Uh, they let them w dress in a line with their, their preferred gender 
gender. So, and if you want to be called, you have to be addressed by the your preferred pronoun in the workplace. And they've also been getting like really good marks from the Human Rights Campaign, which is the mo- a very prominent LGBTQ organization in america and they've they've had this handbook in which they really have set out things properly and i think appropriately for a giant workforce uh, so, so does, so does that know, suggest that when they sorry marion when they go to television yeah. shows and they start attacking the various things that they do themselves in their own workplace does that mean that fox news is fake news well, we know it is. <laughs> I mean, for heaven's sake, they, they denied the election. <laughs> they, 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 you know, they, they, they trotted out Trump's election lies. You know, they have pundits. Fox News is about clickbait and hate bait. It really is. And so their pundits uh, set out. And uh, that is not a, a um, to discredit. They have some excellent journalists who really still try and do their best to, to report the news as it is. But when it gets into their evening time slots and all of these pundits that they bring on and peddlers of hate, uh, you, you know, oh. somebody should tell them. Somebody should say, look, this is the memo in here. But they won't get viewers from that. And, and so Fox News gives their audience what their audience wants. It doesn't matter if it's true or not. Yep, same with MSNBC. But I would say also that uh, Fox is complying with New York and California law, which requires this sort of thing. Thank mm-hmm. you very much, Cal Thomas and Marion McKeown. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today and-